Welcome to Events Heist, the podcast game show about post-COVID events and the event professionals that run them. In this episode, you're going to hear from Pauline and Julie. Pauline is the community manager at Female Event Planners. She talks about a hilarious war story of Zoom bombing in one of her virtual events. She also shares her favorite post-event junk food, taco fries. Juhi is head of influencer marketing at Hublio. She shares a crazy story about organizing an event with 10,000 attendees in India and her thoughts about the virtual and hybrid trends in the next few years. So start with Pauline, you've rolled a two and you're up the ladder, nice start. So Pauline, tell us about how many events that you've been involved in in your professional career. I think over a hundred, to be honest with you, because I started in events in the charity sector when I was still a teenager. I was always very involved in events. This was the world that was interesting me a lot. Juhi, you wrote a six. So Juhi, tell me about how many years you've been in the event space. So I think it will be four years now that I've been in this space and I joined when this space was like in India, it was uh, very new. So the only competitor we had was the event and that was like since 20 years and we were trying to grow awareness about events industry and that events have their own technology in India. Pauline, you wrote a four. Woo. <laughs> Tell me about the first event that you ever organized. When I was still living in Poland, I think I was 13 years old and we had awful floods in Poland and at the south. So I was based at the north. My father used to play soccer in Poland. Uh, professionally, semi-professionally, but he had a lot of experience. I was very interested in sports. So because of the flooding, we had a lot of kids from the south of Poland coming for the summertime for holidays to the north. We were providing them with housing and we had to find some entertainment. So I have organized a soccer match for them, for the local kids and for the kids who were coming from the south of Poland. I've organized a fundraiser. and We cooperated officially with the city um, council, uh, collected a lot of money and had a great day out with barbecues, with a lot of parents involved. Okay, Juhi wrote a two. So how, tell us about how you got into, into events. Uh, so it's an interesting story. So Hubilo's founder is one of the seniors of my college that I did my master's from. And uh, mo- many of my batchmates uh, were interning with Hubilo back then. So I was a fresh uh, postgraduate and I was looking for a job. So that's how I came across Hubilo and that's how I came to know about the event industry. So for me, events was just event planning and organizing, you know, weddings or functions or corporate meetings. But uh, when I joined Hubelo and it was an awesome learning experience and an awesome onboarding experience. And I was like, oh my God, this industry is huge. And we have got hospitality sector, we have got technology sector, and we have got so many things going on around. All right, Pauline, you wrote a five and the first, oh, damn the manhole. The first manhole, <laughs> the, many more to come. <laughs> uh, 
what do you what do you love and or hate about events i always say you either love it or you either hate it and i still feel the same way because it's a lot of work there's a lot of moving parts you need a lot of energy it can be draining but it's also exciting. There are also many, many perks to this job, right? And um, when people complain during your event or the supplier didn't deliver, that's certainly what you hate about it. When you see people smiling and enjoying the events and having a great time and writing later on that they had once in a lifetime experience, really, this is what I really, really love. So I'm all about the people and creating experiences. What I hate... Um, I mean, I hate sometimes the people as well. Have you met any celebrities on the job and what were they like? Celebrities, yeah. <laughs> so there was this event, Vibrant Gujarat, and uh, that was one of the biggest events that I have attended personally. And yeah, we, I did not meet, but yeah, I was in that session where the Prime Minister of India came in and he gave a speech, so celebrity. <laughs> Awesome. That is huge for us because he's the prime minister. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's your favorite post-event junk food drink slash de-stressing activity? Does anybody know what taco fries are? I don't, <laughs> but I'm, I want to know because it sounds delicious yeah. <laughs> and now I'm hungry because it's oh almost dinner time here. <laughs> I will tell you like whenever, and I used to travel a lot and you would have to find a special place. So in Ireland, taco fries are a normal thing. In many, many countries, they're not. So usually you just do like chili con carne sauce with the meat, with beans, with everything. And then you have fries, you know, yes. like uh, French fries. Yeah. You put that on top of the fries and then some cheese and then some mayo. And that is taco fries. And wow. I absolutely love it. Describe for me the moment you knew COVID was going to turn the events industry upside down. Around mid-February, I was working for the content strategy for the next quarter. And we were having multiple events from uh, APAC region. So that's where the COVID hit first. And I was working on a listicle of all the major events that are going to happen in the US, in the UK, and in APAC. And there were like hundreds of events that I was like jotting down in my notepad. And uh, we, we, we had a, a whiteboard in our company where uh, we used to, you know, write the major deeds and uh, major ebooks or any any new things that are coming up and we had had a bill that anyone used to think when those uh, things those tasks were completed all right paulie same question the moment the moment that you realized oh. that uh this wasn't going to go away I am a part of a group called the Delegate Wranglers. It's a group in the UK, you know, run by Neil Thompson, very good friend of mine. And um, on that group with all of the friends in the UK, but not only, we often chat. There's a lot of requests coming to this Facebook group. And I just saw people posting about canceling events, about canceling clients, about asking, what are we doing? Hotels were asking, what are we doing? And it was just crazy. People all of the sudden, people that I knew that had businesses and events, the tech businesses, the venue finding, venue sourcing, events organizations were complaining, were putting out hard feeling stories of the events being canceled. And there was so much of it in the group 
uh, that is when it hit me like really my god this is not going away Julia tell me what do you miss most about in-person events and what do you not miss I miss the food (laughs) (laughs) I miss the buffet buffet. (laughs) that that is certain but yeah definitely I miss meeting people in person that that uh networking that holds a special importance when you go and meet and you know you are taking pictures you're posting selfies and now it's just virtual it you are talking to a computer what industries have you done events for and what was your favorite and why um automotive a sporting industry because i have done a match for american football league as well that was that was crazy uh, fashion so fashion pr events as well so when a new collection is being launched and you invite a lot of uh, you know photographers and journalists um business events corporate events yeah tell me about your fantasy event my my fantasy event involves multiple experiences and one of them the main experience is going to be the dark taste so we had an event recently we did that with dark taste and that was amazing that kind of entertainment is what is needed and what is missing from the virtual events right now what has been your favorite virtual event that you've attended uh since since covid hit Oh, that's easy. That, that is so easy. That's exactly the event that Juhi was talking about by Hubila when we had the drug taste uh, entertainment, right? Because the founder of, of Drag Taste, Pedro, based in Lisbon, he has not only an amazing story of endurance that I absolutely love, but he is putting up an amazing show that he has sort of combined and uh, changed in order to suit the virtual world. So it used to be a live event, a drag taste cooking. People were able to dress up as drag queens, have a loads of fun. But then COVID hit, you know, the same as for most people in the, in the business. So they had to adapt. What's your favorite type of event? My favorite type of event, incentive travel events when uh, we were doing live events because, yeah, why not go on a vacation from a company? So tell me about your favorite event war story. It's actually a virtual event uh, that I've mentioned that I have done in a virtual studio. We had a team of 10 people working behind the stages, super professional studio. We had the CEO of IMAX joining us live. We had a CEO of Make Events joining us from Manchester. So a lot of moving parts, not enough time to rehearse as usual. And we used Zoom and as a technology, because one of the guys that was doing a virtual bingo, this was his platform of choice. So I was like, okay, fine, let's do it. And unfortunately we were hacked. Um, Yeah, and some guy played some nasty music and some not-so-nice images. It was funny. It was funny in a way, but it was was such a terrible experience. Isn't there a term for that? It's like Zoom something. Uh, Bombing. bombing. Yeah, yeah, something. I can't remember the name, but something like that. Zoom bombing or something. If you could have an event pet, so a pet that helps you during an event whether it's virtual in person doesn't matter what would your event pet be it will be a dog and it will be a shih tzu (laughs) nice pauline you've rolled a nine 
Oh, wow, you have the ladder too. Oh, my God. Tell me about your top three daily frustrations at the moment in in your work. Uncertainty would be a huge frustration of mine and a lot of colleagues of mine because right now there are a lot of events, even live events, virtual events being planned for September. And then we have no idea what's going to happen October, mm. November, December. And I speak to a lot of people from the industry. And that uncertainty is actually not only frustrating, but almost killing people because we just really, you cannot plan your life. So that is the biggest frustration at the moment, that uncertainty, not being able to predict, are they going to do another lockdown? Are they going to give us a third injection like they're saying they might? So what's going to happen? And people are speculating and that's speculation. Mm. Number two, uh, what really frustrates me is anti-vacciners, people mm. who um, you know, protest very, very heavily against vaccinations. And, uh, and what frustrates me almost also, and the third is that during this pandemic, a lot of um, bad behaviors in a humanity came out to mm. the surface some jealousy or people not minding each other what's the weirdest food that you've eaten at an event i i don't know about you guys i love that though and we have this dish here in india it's called pani puri and uh, it's like uh, fried small chapatis and then we have this uh, spicy water and we uh, you know, put that water inside that puri and we eat that. Well, that is cool. weird, but it's amazing. And I'm a big fan, but I haven't been able to eat that since COVID hit because all the good places have shut down. Oh. So oh. I miss that. It's weird, but it's tasty. <laughs> Do you have you read or watched anything recently that you would share with other event professionals? I think it's called The Dip. Um, I haven't read the book yet. But I was speaking about it with friends and I was reading some um, some sort of, uh, you know, testimonials about it. So basically, it's this idea that uh, sometimes you as a business, as an industry, as a person, you might land in a dip, right? It's the same in this game. So you land in a dip, it's bad, but you can get up. It's just yeah, temporary. we're certainly in a dip, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I think we have to take a step back and focus on what's important and have a long-term vision who's your favorite speaker dead or alive he he came as a speaker in one of our events and he's a great content creator and he works with instagram and youtube i just forgot the name. oh my god i, I, I know i screenshot his entire presentation during your event yeah john Yushi. john Yushi. Yeah. Yeah, he is great. His insights about content, his insights about the current state of digital marketing are amazing. And I follow him. Pauline, you're older too. You should definitely play a lot of. I've never seen anyone finish this game this quickly. Okay, uh, so when do you think live events, uh, sorry, in-person events will return in your region? Yeah, so let me give you a perspective from two regions. So one region that I'm really, really involved with is Ireland and the UK. And the other region that I'm really, really involved with at the moment is Poland and Central and Eastern Europe. 
because I have access to both and I have clients in both and I would be traveling between the two. So as you know, UK has, um, they've taken away all the restrictions and the specialists are now saying what's going to happen. I really feel like UK cannot afford to, to lose more business, to lose more events. So I think um, maybe I'm a positive person, but I think the events have already returned over there. I, it would be really, really hard to do another lockdown in there again, especially after the government has given an insurance policy to all mm. the events. Um, you probably read about it, right? And, and it is a lot of Indeed. money. We'll just keep playing <laughs> till Judy catches up at the minute. <laughs> Do you have any uh, funny, crazy event stories you want to share? So the Vibrant Gujarat event that I'm talking about. So that was my first ever biggest event that I attended on the venue. And the first day when the PM was, uh, Prime Minister was arriving. So we had to report at 5 a.m. in the morning. And it was all dark. It was winter morning. So we were so cold and we were like, okay, what to do now? So we had, there were these different gates for different kind of audiences. Uh, You know, there were golden passes, silver passes, then press passes. So they had all different gates. So we had to manage that uh, the VIPs should enter from this gate. We had to keep an eye on the QR system and everything. We had 10 people uh, team appointed on that venue for three days because it was huge and there were around 10,000 plus attendees and especially on the first day in the first session when the prime minister was coming so we knew that there is going to be a huge line a very big queue starting from 7 a.m so we had to be there it was crazy we were on the toes all the time and it was like I got very bad sores <laughs> on my toe oh, that no. day. But yeah, it was worth it. All right, mm. uh, Pauline, I'm just going to ask you a question now since you've already hit the mint. <laughs> if you had one piece of advice to give to events professionals at the moment, what would it be for planning a great event? Yeah, this is a secret sauce that I have because I'm a very, very, very good friends with a virtual event studio and virtual technology providers. And um, I've been discussing this with them. Um, it's rehearsal. And this is for virtual <laughs> This is for virtual event. And let me tell you, uh, I'm doing a presentation soon, actually, with Hubilo, and I will be sharing more about this during their event on September 1st. But what I want to say is that the technology guys, the technology suppliers have opened my eyes to the importance of rehearsal. And I tell you why. If you want me to come up at 12 noon on Wednesday, please do a rehearsal with me a week before at 12 noon on Wednesday, because we need to test the light in the room, the sound, Mm -hmm. the bandwidth. If you're rehearsing with me at 9 p.m. Friday, it could be a totally different story. The light hits you differently. So if we're talking about virtual events and you want to make sure that I look good, that I sound good, that the internet is at the speed that you want, the importance of those rehearsals is crucial. When do you think in-person events will return to your region? It's it's hard to say because we have been hearing news every day for the new variant that is coming in. And yeah, vaccination is going at a good pace. But with the current population of India that everybody knows, it yeah. is going to take time. Uh, yeah, so not anytime soon, but yeah, small, small events or small functions have started 
but people are not planning so far people are not planning for november december they are just planning for the next ones because that we know that is going good for now because you never know when the curfew is going to hit when you're at an event what do you secretly desire the most vip passes <laughs> <laughs> no and i tell you why and i have this condition that i cannot stand in line in queue i just faint I faint when there are a lot of people. I'm a yeah. little bit claustrophobic. And by having a VIP pass, I'm able to skip the line. Yes. I'm able to get a nice seat. So I always, like whatever event I'm in, I always want to be treated like a VIP. Not because I think I'm someone special, but because I'm a lazy person. I'm, I'm with um, you. I hate, I hate, if I see a line, I'm, I go somewhere else. I'm not waiting in line. Life's too short. Exactly. Do you hear, uh, you've rolled a two, so... You're, you're at the mint. What kind of trends do you see occurring uh, for the next two to three years in the industry? I think the topmost trend is going to be the correct definition of hybrid that people still have to come up with. The perfect balance of in-person events and the virtual events. Because virtual is not going away, that's for sure. Because it has opened wide possibilities of accessibility. People don't need to travel. They don't need to spend a lot of money, a lot of bucks on, you know, travel, flight, stay. They can just attend that session, staying at their home in their PDs. You could have an unlimited supply of one thing during an event that you're running. What would it be? Two things. Can I say two things, please? Can I guess? Is it, is it, is it taco for us? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> taco fries or good food, good food, yeah. especially when it comes to um, live events and it, when it comes to virtual events, I want to get like a delivery, you know, mm. uh, oftentimes you get like a lovely delivery with a lovely meal and you can eat in front of the screen. How do you think this uh, screen fatigue is affecting virtual events? It is affecting, that's for sure, because we are working on screens, we are attending events on screen, we are binge watching series on screen. So yeah, there is that webinar fatigue or Zoom fatigue or let's say screen fatigue, that's for sure. But how to get over it is like, let's say you are attending a virtual event. And yeah, nowadays people are putting sessions on demand. So if you are overwhelmed or you have done, you are done for the day, then you can just go to that session, listen to it, post the event is over. That is one thing that every event planner should actually plan for because everyone is going through a lot of things in their life right now. They have to maintain a work-life balance as well. And that means some time off screen is required for sure. Mm. So you need to give time for yourself. And that means you need to start watching events, even if they are done. What do you think um <clears throat> the future of events for the next two to three years will look like yeah um, i definitely agree with juhi what she said earlier about people defining finally what hybrid really, really is and what to do with it and how to work with it because if you look at the television they've been doing hybrid for a long time you have ten thousand people attending a match and they are broadcasting that much to, to, to an audience. And we get a different view in front of the TV. They get a different experience in mm -hmm. front of the pitch. So this has been done successfully. We just have to 
get sort of working with it and understand how it works. And there will be a lot of new professionals coming to the field. Again, a lot of tech people, a lot of people who had been doing audiovisual for TV, for broadcasting, and now they are slowly getting more into the events. So hybrid events is, is the future and also new jobs, new job specs and new professionals coming to the industry. Thanks for that. So we've hit, uh, we've hit the hour. Thanks so much for being guests of Event Heist. It's been great having you on. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you.